Ho, ho, ho. Molly Christmas. <laughs> it's manners. <laughs> Hello, Internet. I'm your husband, host, Travis McElroy. <laughs> and I'm your wife, host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. <laughs> it's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasion. It's a limit of... Hello, dear. That was very cute. Sometimes. And highly unexpected. <laughs> sometimes. When I'm trying to think of what to do for the intro, a really dumb idea will pop in my head. But then my brain will be like, I'm not working on anything else. And I'm like, well, I don't... Brain, I'm not sure if that's the final thing and it's like uh, well it's good enough and i'm done and i'm like okay but what if we just brainstorm some more i said i was done okay well it's done i love it mm, hey uh just a quick note i thought about this this morning um if you usually listen to schmanners with children which i know a lot of people do while they're like driving and such uh we're going to be talking a lot about santa today and if that gives you any kind of whiff of where the discussion might go, uh, just maybe listen to a different one with your kid. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. You get me. All right. All right. We don't want to give away all of Santa's secrets. You know what I mean? Of course not. So we'll give you a chance to switch to, I don't know, a different episode. Have you, Travis, ever been to a mall? Yes. And on oh. Oh. <laughs> and on Santa's lap in said mall. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, it's one of those things where I don't have any distinct, like, standout memories of it. But it is, like, a thing where, one, having grown up specifically, like, the core of my life in, like, the very late 80s and I was born in 83. And so, like, by, you know, seven when the 90s started. So I would say I grew up mostly in the 90s. It would be weird if we didn't, right? But like I said, I don't know that I ever remember seeing pictures of it or anything like that, but definitely, definitely did. So my experience is, is a little different. Um, I had never been to the mall for Santa okay. because— You need to say that faster because <laughs> both times. Is, well, okay. so you've been to my hometown. There is a rather large mall, yeah. but it has not always been there. Um, that mall— Hey, that's, that is how malls work. Eventually, they have to be built. They're not naturally occurring. I, you know that, right? I understand that, but within my lifetime, that oh. mall wasn't always there. Until I was in uh, probably fifth or sixth grade— that mall was cornfields. So hard to shop there. Hard to shop. Unless you, you were shopping for corn. Maybe. So all of my Santa lap uh, experience comes from um, my church where they had a um, what they called the bazaar, right? Uh, which is just, you know, a little festival thing. There were raffles. You could buy fudge. You could buy books and handicrafts. I wish that it was just the first two. Like, there were raffles, and you could buy fudge. <laughs> that was it, and we were happy to have it. And uh, 
we had a small kind of like, so there was like the church and then the school attached to the church and in the um, the gymnasium of the school is where the main bazaar was held. But there was a little like annex, like, a, like across a parking lot where they held Santa's workshop. So this is the thing too. So I, another problem with my memory in general is like, um, it's it's funny, like you know this of like I remember pictures more than I remember like specifics, mm-hmm. right? Dates or like time or names or anything. But I can like picture the thing, like I can picture the mall Santa in a Huntington Mall. There was like a train, right? That Ooh. during Christmas it was one of those like Fancy. tiny, yeah, it was like a tiny, you know, off the rails kind of drive it around with little kids on it train. Mm-hmm. It was a thing, right? Can I remember like what? When I went, how no, but I can picture it. But the other problem with my memory is I have so many images of movie mall Santas oh, and TV show mall Santas in my yeah. head that I can't always separate like my experience versus like what I watched on mm. TV. Because like the mall Santa in Christmas Story, or it's like a BB gun, you'll shoot your head and push him down because he had asked for football. Like that stands out in my head. The Santa in um, uh, Home Alone that gives him Tic Tacs, that stands out in my head. It's th- a lot of that pops mm-hmm. into my head when I think about mall Santas. Right. Now, what's funny is BB's mall Santa experience is so far, I think we've only really done it twice. And well, she's only f- just now five. Right. The first time. Uh, was it, in. It's not like she's like ten years old and she's only been to Santa's lap twice. I didn't. I didn't say that. Okay. Uh, the first time was in an aquarium in Las Vegas, <laughs> yeah. where it was Santa Claus, and next to him, a guy dresses a shark named Santa Jaws, and that ruled. And then I think she has seen Santa in a bubble during pandemic times, and I think that's about it. No, we have one picture of her. On the lap of a mall Santa, oh, or yeah? next to, I don't think she wanted no, to yeah, sit. No, yeah, I think it was next to. She was wise. She, she was didn't like, want nah, to nah, sit nah. on the Santa's this is lap. A stranger. Which we're going to talk about a little later. Hey, one last thing, everybody at home, this is your last chance to turn it off of your own kids. Beat, beat, beat. All right. So recently, I was talking with B. It was like, hey, do you want to go see Santa at the mall? And she's like, that's not Santa. And I was like, what? She goes, that's not Santa. How could it be? He's busy. <laughs> I was like, what? And she was like, he's got to make a lot of toys. And I said, yeah, but the, but like the elves are there to help. And she's like, yeah, but he's in charge. He has to be there. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. That tracks. And I think I went with the same line that I think my parents gave me, which is like, this small Santa works for Santa. Yes. And then I think BB then was like, so he's an elf? And I was like, uh, yeah, let's watch Ping Fong. He's an associate. He's an asso- He's a freelancer. He's a gun for hire. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Yes, he's a mercenary Santa. Uh, no. Like um, the A-team. So, a uh, quick little background on what we now know as Santa. Sinterklaas. Has been around in pop culture for hundreds of years. Yes. In countless different cultures. So there are dozens of potential origins. Um, Do you know in Australia, Santa surfs in. Pretty cool. Just a fun thing I know. Because it's summer there. Because it's summer there. I know. Weird, huh? (laughs) But you know, uh, I have seen several of the people I follow on Instagram live in Australia. Still, the decorations are snowy. Like, Well, he lives in the North Pole. That's true. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, this is one of the most popular, especially in the uh, the Western world. The legend of St. Nicholas first emerged centuries ago uh, through the canonization of a bishop named Nicholas from Turkey. He was a real-life dude, did exist, was born in the 3rd century, and was known far and wide for his selfless giving. Now, what's the Rankin-Bass movie? The Life and Times of Santa Claus, is that it? Yeah. Would you say, now I know you love it very much. I love that But movie. it's one of the weirder ones, Oh, right? yeah, it totally is. It begins in the weirdest way. It's like, hey, you know Rudolph? You know Frosty? And, of course, you know, like, the elves that speak to all animals and the lioness <laughs> that raised Santa Claus? It's pretty cool. Why? Excuse me? You know how Santa Claus was raised by an immortal fairy who couldn't have children of her own? You know. It is wild, and I love every it second It goes there, it. man. It's wild. That one in the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, this is the wild thing. Is I think my favorite is the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, and your favorite is the Life of Times of Santa Claus. Easily the two weirdest <laughs> Rankin-Bass Christmas stories. Anyway, um, so his story is that uh, he gave away all of his inherited wealth to those in need and dedicated his life to walking the countryside, helping anyone who crossed his path with whatever they needed. And so uh, he became popular in Europe because of his travels and acts of kindness, then was later honored with sainthood and became the patron saint of children and sailors. Okay. Uh, because uh, of a story that tells of a, a terrible voyage across the sea where the weather nearly capsized a ship he was on. But according to the story, St. Nicholas was able to quell the storm with his prayers and undying faith, allowing sure. the captain to steer the vessel safely back to land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no yeah, other yeah, way yeah, to yeah, explain yeah. that. Because of this popularity all around Europe, uh, there are many different names people call Santa Claus. We've got Papa Noel. Mm-hmm. We've got Grandfather Frost. Yeah. Father Christmas. Sure. Uh, in fact, Santa Claus probably comes from a Dutch translation of his name, Sint Niklas or Sinterklaas, mm-hmm. which is very easily Americanized into Santa Claus. Yeah. There's uh, Santa Baby. There's uh, Jolly Old King Colt. <laughs> what? No. No, that's not it. That's not it. That's nothing. Santa baby. Santa baby, you know. Yeah. So, um, whatever you call him. Would you say Santa has the original dad bod? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I mean, like, now. Now. Originally. Because of, because of Coca-Cola? Yeah, sort I mean, of. A little bit of the, uh, was the night before Christmas, right? A, a, a little bit. Um, so... He used to be depicted as a rather thin man, uh, as one would be if you, you know. Gave away all your stuff. And traveled around the country on foot. Getting your steps in. Um, Usually with a beard, yes. Again, because you don't have time for shaving. No. Don't have nothing to shave with. You gave it away. Gave it away. And with a shepherd's crook, probably um, a little bit of um, like the good shepherd lore in there but also it's a great walking stick yeah Uh, yes yes obviously obviously um so capitalism is really what we have to thank 
sure. for the the continued depiction of the jolly old elf. Well, that's the thing. If you listen to like the actual description of him in uh, uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas," I'm going to pull it up now. Well, I mean, so "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Christmas, as we know it, was largely influenced by uh, Albert and Victoria, of course, and we have a whole whole episode on that. Uh, mistletoe, Christmas trees, Yule logs, gift giving, all that stuff. It actually wasn't like a huge deal until Albert and Victoria. It's also important to note, because I get it wrong every time, the actual title of the poem is A Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore. The first line is, "'Twas the night before Christmas." Indeed. And that is mostly. But if you listen to the description, right? Down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. He was chubby and plump. I'm skipping around, but it's basically, as he describes it, he's very, he's not described as like... A big man. He's a jolly old elf. He's an elf. He's a little guy. Yeah. That's how I always interpreted it. He's a a little guy. A smaller gentleman, still round and plump, not, you know. Oh, and especially because it says in the thing, a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. Right. That's the thing that I think people always glaze past. It's like, no, it's not full size. He's an elf. He's a tiny man. In Clement Clark Morris, he's... A tiny, he's an elf. He's a, like a small, not like a Legolas elf, but like a small elf, you know? Yeah. Anyways. And then uh, we have, what, Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola, for sure. So uh, it was by the 1840s that the movement towards a full-size, large man, longish beard, round belly moved in. So what we what we probably can point to as like the first mall Santa, first Santa at store was actually a statue. What? You would sit on a statue? Yeah. Uh, so a um, a man in Philadelphia in his store put a life-size Santa statue on display for the holiday season. And, I mean, they expected it to be good business, but what they didn't expect was that thousands of children and their parents would come to the store for a magical moment with the statue. And, you know, people came to Philadelphia as far away from New York City. And this is like pre-cell phones. So this isn't like, we got to get this picture for the gram. You know what I mean? This is like just coming and having the moment of like kid and parents, right? Mm -hmm. This wasn't like, if I don't get this picture, I won't be able to show my face at the office, right? This was just, yeah, it's nice. It's just, we're going to go see it. That's so cool. Um, Once we get to Massachusetts in the 1890s, uh, excuse me, in 1890, a local store owner named James Edgar, who was affectionately known by everyone as Colonel Jim, sure, uh, decided that statue, I could put on a suit, right? Okay. And he thought that it would be fun to kind of like 
wave to kids wearing his Santa suit. We recently saw that, by the way, in uh, Seattle, Mm -hmm. where there was a storefront where they had like a corner that was like blocked off from the store and they had it set up like a like living room with a fireplace and Santa had like a microphone and there was a loudspeaker outside and he could like talk to people walking by and like wave at him. And I thought it was very nice. Which is great for in the times we are. Indeed. Trying to keep everyone safe and healthy. I think that is a great idea. Um, So he had a store on Main Street and... Just like, I mean, what we saw, he basically just waved at people. They came to see him. There was no uh, sitting on lap and telling about what you want for Christmas. Mm. Uh, That didn't come until later. Uh, This is actually what inspired the most cherished Christmas movie of all time, Miracle on 34th Street. You mean the one... From with like Mara Wilson and no, not the, that, not that. One. Dylan McDermott, nineteen forty seven version mm. eh. was actually. I prefer the Mara Wilson and Dylan McDermott version. I mean, I do too. The lighting in that movie, so good, gorgeous, so good, and lots of soft focus. Mm. And Dylan McDermott. I mean, yeah. Hey, hey, it's not my type. Anyway, so the writer was inspired by that story and came up with the idea for the script, again, while standing in line at a department store trying to buy Christmas presents. Sure. So now Santa is at the mall, or the store, but how did the whole rigmarole change? Well, I can't wait to find out, but first, how about a thank you note for our sponsors? Oh, baby, it's cold outside. I don't want to drive and go to the store. You don't, you don't have, you don't have to. Hey, you don't need to whine anymore about how it's cold outside because door dash. Well, let me try again. I don't want to go to the store. Well, don't you worry. They'll dash to your door. Oh, there it is. So door dash. Oh, the people at DoorDash, they're more important than ever right now. You know, you get home from the store. And you're like, oh, so warm in here. So nice to be home. Oh, wait, I forgot the bagels or whatever. Yeah, I forgot the bagels. Teresa's going to be so mad. <laughs> I bought all this cream cheese. What are we going to do with it? Oh, no. Well, good news. That's what DoorDash is for. DoorDash connects you with the restaurant you love right now and right to door. And you can get grocery essentials that you need with DoorDash, too. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with a contactless delivery and drop-off setting. DoorDash through the snow. Sure. I mean, assuming it's snowing. It may be. Okay. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SCHMANNERSPOD. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code SCHMANNERSPOD. Subject to change, terms apply. Schmanners is also sponsored in part this week by Quip. Quip. I don't know about you. You don't? But. Oh, I enjoy holiday treats. Sure. 
but I also want to keep my teeth. Yes, I like <laughs> I like my teeth slightly more. Well, I like my teeth on sort of a more even level mm-hmm. than I like cookies. But I like cookies in bigger spikes than I like my yes, teeth, I would say. Yes. yes. But in order to keep those teeth yeah. early and white, you yeah. got to brush. You got to take care of them. You got to floss. You got to do all that stuff around it. Um, and you can Me? give a gift of uh, better oral care with Quip, the makers of the award-winning electric toothbrush. And when you save up to 40% on holiday bundles, it's also a gift to your wallet. Oh, I see. Dear wallet, I love you. (laughs) Signs Travis. So you can have floss, gum, mouthwash, toothpaste, brush heads delivered to you. Every three months from $5, okay? So from $5 on up, shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of shopping in-store during the holidays. We love our quips. Yes, we do. I have one that is in my uh, my bathroom proper, one in my kid's bathroom, because... Dot loves to brush her teeth. She also insists that I brush along with her. See, I just bought a second one, too, because we started traveling again and doing that kind of stuff. And I, I want to have one for home and one for business. <laughs> this is my business. This man. is my business, toothbrush, for business. If you go to getquip.com slash schmanners right now, on top of their holiday savings, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free and up to 40% off bundles at getquip.com slash schmanners, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. Quip, the good habits company. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called After Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. Oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that Are we allowed to say that? I don't know. It sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. Okay. So, how did we get to where we are now? Well. That's a big, broad question. I mean, spe- specifically about Mall Santas. <laughs> okay. So uh, many people believe that the tradition of getting a picture taken of your children with Santa at the mall started in Seattle. Wait, we were just there. We were just there. A photographer for the Seattle Post-Intelligencer in 1943 named Art Happy French was sitting in his office across the street from the Frederick and Nelson department store. And the store was right in the middle of downtown Seattle, and French had a great view of the Santa Claus that was within the store, thanks to the street-side display window. He watched all of these children waiting in line to climb on Santa's lap and saw an opportunity. 
Surely, these parents would love and pay for a photograph of their children with Santa Claus. And French could see himself making a lot of money with those pictures. So the next year, he took a leave of absence from the newspaper for the holiday season, got permission from the department store to set up a photo stand right next to Santa's booth, and used a hidden large-format camera to capture candid portraits of the children sitting on Santa's lap and offered to sell them to parents. He made $10,000. That year? (laughs) That year. And that's in 1945. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money now. (laughs) But today, that chunk of change is worth $153,000. And let's be honest, at most a month-long period. Yeah, yeah. That was more than three times his annual salary for the paper. And it was so popular that in March of 1946, Time magazine ran an article profiling French and his lucrative side business, uh, which had spread across the country. Yeah. Right? So he might not be the first person you think of uh, with the idea, but he was certainly the most successful Santa photographer of all time. Okay, so can we get to like more of like the modern day etiquette and stuff now? I know we have a lot of questions too. Absolutely, we can. It's hard work, first of all, and there are lots of professional Santa helpers, uh, affectionately named Kringles, and most of the time it's not about the money for them, although money is how we live and buy food and, and things. Some Santas maintain their physique all year round, and they also uh, hope to set a good example for children they encounter throughout the year. Well, yeah, everyone should do that. Hey, everybody. Everyone. Be a good example to kids. Um, so first let's talk about what we can do as parents. Yes, please. You should make sure that your children actually want to see Santa. Yes. Uh, you know, it's a good time to work in consent, to your to your uh, relationship with your children, you can ask them, do you want to go see Santa? Do you want to sit on Santa's lap? Do you want a picture with Santa? All of these things, these little steps help your children feel empowered and uh, continue the um, ownership of their own body yeah. and image. It's also important to remember uh, in this and in all things that consent can be revoked at any time. Mm-hmm. So just because sitting at home, uh, your kid loves the idea of going to see Santa and getting a picture taken with them, and then they actually get there and they're two feet away from Santa and they freak out, that's totally fine. And saying like, well, I'm going to make them do it because they wanted to do it. No, they don't want to do it anymore. That's not the memory they want. Exactly. Sometimes just going and seeing and waving is is enough. I mean, that's mostly all that Dot wants to do is just see things and look. And you're like, do you want to go over there? And she's like, no, that happened with trick or treat. (laughs) Sure did. (laughs) Where we tried to trick or treat and we're like, hey, are you ready to go? And she's like, "Mm, no trick or treat. And we're like, yeah, but then you won't get candy. She's like, "Mm, no candy. She just wanted to watch other people trick or treat, and she was fine with that. That's just fine. Um, also, when you go to see Santa, there may be a line 
this is another opportunity to explain expectations to your children. Talk about uh, how you'll have to wait patiently for your turn. Um, some children need a little more time than others. Maybe they're extra shy. Maybe they are so excited they can't speak and yep. they need a few minutes. Or maybe they have differences that need extra time, maybe wheelchairs or Or, or just like, like sensory that. issues. There's sensory a lot of issues. lights and, you know, colors and sounds and stuff going to see Santa. And they might need some time to process it before, you know, talking to him. That's right. Um, so also plan ahead. Um, usually lines get longer and longer as days go on. Yeah. So earlier is better. Earlier in the season, also less crowded, all those things. Just also, if it's young kids, Give them a snack or something beforehand. Mm -hmm. Don't let their blood sugar drop, if especially a long line. And hey, a good window before nap or after nap. <laughs> Not like right before nap or just like, yeah, we just need to get them home right now. <laughs> Keeping the kids comfortable is definitely key. You know, too tight shoes or itchy Christmas sweater, hunger, tiredness, all that stuff plays into the experience. If it were me, right, I would do it as soon as we got to the mall and then do whatever else we need to do afterwards. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm not stressed out. I'm not tired. I'm like, they're not tired. They're not cranky, right? Do the thing and then do the Christmas shopping afterwards. You know, but you can't prevent everything. Yeah, that's true. They're well, I can, but that's because... There are going to be tantrums. It may not be your child this time, but next time it might. And try and remember to keep your cool and you can always come back tomorrow. Try again. Right. That's the thing. Also, like, don't get this is a weird parenting thing, but just for a moment, don't get angry at your kid if they get freaked out or if they make a scene or anything like that. They're kids. Yeah. Right? They're not doing it to embarrass you. It's a lot and it can be really overwhelming. And, you know, it, it, this happened, you know, BB was getting her vaccination and it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, man, listen, I am frustrated and I am embarrassed and all of these things right now in this moment, but you are also feeling feelings and I'm older than you and can process those feelings a little bit better than you. So it's okay if you're freaking out a little bit. The memory I want you to have is that I was understanding and patient and not that this was a horrible experience. Exactly. Lastly, one thing that parents you can do for, uh, for your Santa is lift your child if they want to sit on Santa's lap or sit on a chair next to Santa or what, whatever the setup is, lift your child yourself and place them where they are supposed to sit. It's a lot of kids all day long. Lifting someone from a seated position to come up to your lap is a it's a very repetitive and difficult movement to do, especially for a lot of these Santa helpers who are a little older, right? Mm -hmm. um, so if you can... Accompany your child, lift them onto Santa's lap. I'm sure that they would be very grateful. Uh, along the same lines, it's also a good time to have a conversation with your kids about how consent goes both ways mm -hmm. and talk about, like, not grabbing at Santa's face or grabbing at Santa or, I don't know, pushing, touching Santa if Santa doesn't want to. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I, it's a thing. It's impossible not to. I would bet probably, like, four out of five kids grab at Santa's beard, mm -hmm. right? And like, Well, they want to see if it is attached to his face. Right. And this is, I mean, even now, my daughters know my beard's attached to my face and they still pull on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, talking to them about, like, and you wouldn't want Santa to grab you if you didn't want 
that. And so, you know, we need to be respectful of other people's bodies, too. Mm -hmm. So we got lots of questions. Oh, great. You ready to do some questions? I sure am. Okay. Is it better to tell a child who believes in Santa the story that a mall Santa is the real Santa or one of his helpers? Um, I would say helpers just because... um, it, it's easier to tell the story that way, frankly. But it, it is. But they're going to encounter lots of different looking Santas. And the conversation will only get more and more in depth if you see, well, I thought that one was Santa. No, this one is Santa. So I think that helpers is the way to go. Especially if you get it and the kid's like, why doesn't Santa know my name? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he already know what I want for Christmas? Mm-hmm. And if you say, well, mm-hmm. it's all performative and this is just for the photo, the kid might not understand that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Haven. Also, a lot more uh, Santas are looking very diverse, yes. which I think is an, an amazing thing. Agreed. You can go and see a Santa that looks very much like you. Um, Haven L. Hawthorne asks, how might one deal with a child leaking? having an mm. accident mm-hmm. on the mall Santa. I feel like that's either a situation you're prepared for or a day ruiner, and there's no in-between. You are not the very first person to experience this. It is a common thing, and most Santas are prepared in the way of they have uh, changes of clothing, uh, might even have some super absorbent uh, towels or cloths or things like that. Um, and the only thing you can do is be very apologetic because you don't want to spend too much time, uh, you know, offering to clean someone's lap. And sometimes making too big of a deal of a thing is what makes it a big deal. Right. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, there's probably going to be other people waiting. Uh, so it just makes the deal bigger and bigger. An apology and leaving as quickly as possible. Also, remember that uh, urine, although it does smell, isn't really a big stain, isn't really a big mess. It can be cleaned up very easily with soap and water. Also, take your kids to the bathroom before you go. Great uh, idea. Stitching time saves nine. Um, how old, Jamie Bash asks, is too old to sit on Santa's lap? I'd like to think about, so BB is five. She weighs approximately 30 pounds because she's on the lower end of things. I am 5'2", so I am a smaller person as well. I can't really have her sit on my lap too too (laughs) ferociously for more than an hour. So I'm going to say that we scale things up, and if you are over 50 pounds, you're too much. Well, so the general rule is like zero to 100 pounds, right? But I think that there are lots of people that I know that into adulthood see it as a tradition to go get. They started when they were kids. They've done it every year, and they go. Standing next to Santa to get a picture, it's okay. People might look at you weird when you're in line. I would recommend trying to go at a very, very like slow time for the mall so that you are not having little kids wait behind you mm. while you do it because I don't think that's a good look and you probably have a more flexible schedule than a five-year-old. But I would say like once you pass, mm, 
teen years for sure. But like over 100 pounds, I think that is the time to maybe not. Stand. Maybe stand. Stand. Yeah. Instead of sit. I also think that there are different circumstances. You know, Santa had an office Christmas party or something might be a different thing where they're doing funny pictures, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, And you can always just sit for the moment that it takes to uh, or, take the picture. Or kneel next. Yeah. Right? There are lots of options. Um, and perhaps a group photo with Santa is in order. <laughs> I think so, too. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who came out to our, our panel at Emerald City Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you. We ended up, I think it ended up being a great discussion. Our dad was our guest, and we touched on a lot of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be putting that out as our episode next week. Yes. And I'm really excited for you all to hear it. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with somebody. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. I hope you had a lot of fun listening. Thank you to Alex, our researcher, without whom we would not be able to make this show uh, and thank you to Rachel our editor uh, once again wouldn't be able to make this show also very exciting Candle Nights virtual uh, is going out December 18th we've got a ton of amazing guests and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun we did a really fun Schmanners bit uh, that has to do it was with some things the kids made and I was trying to make sense of them and it's great um, <laughs> and it's just an absolute blast and it's for a good cause it helps raise money for Harmony House uh, which helps people who are experiencing homelessness in my hometown of Huntington West Virginia last year we were able to just do a lot. Well, you you people you at home were able to were do, a, able lot to do a lot for them. And this year, I'm excited for the possibility of helping them more. Uh, so you can check that out at bit.ly slash candlenights2021. Tickets are on sale now for just $5. It will go out uh, December 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern time, but it is a pre-taped video spectacular, and it will be video on demand through January 2nd. So even if you aren't able to watch it on the 18th, you can still get tickets anytime after that before the 2nd. We got a lot of great people. uh, And you know what? I want to tell you about it, but I don't want to spoil any of them. It's really good, I promise. It's really good. Uh, if you go to MacroyMerch.com, our pin of the month uh, is Steely Van, which is <laughs> a weird run we did on Adventure Zone talking about a a Transformer named Steely Dan that then became Steely Van, which is a marijuana dispensing van in the Transformer world. Uh, And that benefits the Asian Pacific Environmental Network, which is leading a transition away from an extractive economy based on profit and pollution and towards local, healthy, and life-sustaining economies that benefit everyone. Uh, We've got uh, once again, a my brother, my brother, and the man who ruined my for you page sticker because Justin introduced the berries and cream audio to TikTok and ruined everything for everyone. We've got a Zono Adventure and Animal Pin. A lot of great stuff there for you to check out. Um, let's see. Oh, go to maximumfun.org and check out all the other amazing shows there. You can go to macroy.family and check out all the other McElroy projects. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brentelfloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast uh, where we got all these lovely questions for this episode. So give us a follow there. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for our fan-run Facebook group picture Schmanners fanners. Oh yeah. no. I'm, I messed it up That's real okay. good. We're falling apart. <laughs> 
If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, uh, join that group today. Also, we are always accepting and welcoming. We're always welcoming. Everyone. <laughs> topic suggestions and idiom submissions. And you can uh, email Alex at schmannerscast at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.